Jingle bells, rancor smells, Kylo sucks. The end! Dio has a squeaky wheel and Poe has lots of friends. Ray! And Finn the human, the Star Wars never end. It's podcast time. What? We're not talking about Adventure Time! Who said I was? You did! You started the Adventure Time song! No, it's Christmas in Star Wars! Therefore, Jake the dog. (laughs) (laughs) What? You don't... It all lines up in the math. I don't think this is math. I think this is pseudoscience like Star Wars. Oh, like sci-fi. Like sci-fi. Sci-fi! Uh, if you Hello. can't tell, we just saw uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, episode 9. Yep. It was a Some, movie. Something. We're uh, going to talk about it today. We are. Guess uh, what? We always do spoiler alerts, so we'll that's gonna, right now. Well, why don't you give your overall opinion of the movie? Like, okay. did you like it? Did you not like it? Okay. Bits, and then we'll go into spoilers. Okay. So people can decide if they want to hear our opinions or not. They should always want to hear our opinions. I mean, We yeah. just sang to them. Right? And you also just clicked on this video. Yeah. Video. Well. This is a podcast. It's a video with your ears. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Bill and Ted, brought to you by Bill and Ted, Ted 3, 3 coming out next year. August, I think. Maybe. Not sure. I, think I, a whole, I just saw a thing on Twitter. I think it's August. There's but. a whole crap ton of movies coming out next year. But yeah. that's not what today is about. Today is about podcast listening. Because whatever day you're listening to this on is podcast listening day. Yes, because no matter what, this is an episode of a podcast I thought you were about say, Star Wars. I thought you were going to say, no matter what, we are inevitable. No. No. You know... I think Thanos got enough like shared space with the fact that, you know, I think Disney reused some set pieces. What? 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 Anyway, so, thoughts. Overall, uh I I I kinda liked it. Like I didn't hate it. Hate it. I didn't love it. I didn't dislike it. I almost liked it. <laughs> so okay right down the middle because it was like when you put the good and the bad and you put it on the scale the star wars scale it stays about even for me okay uh my thought is it was fine it 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 reached a point about like a third of the way through where I kind of just stopped um, investing and just watched. And at that point, I got to laugh at things I don't think I was supposed to laugh at <laughs> and enjoyed it much more that way. There are definitely things that I didn't like, but I came out of the movie feeling fine. Like, I, I keep telling people there was one thing... Oh, well, you don't have a fever. Mm. Yeah, with the pillow. <laughs> like I tell people, there was one thing I didn't want to happen. It didn't happen, really. Like, they skirted around it, but it didn't. 
and everything else I was prepared for to not like. And then there were parts that I did like, and, you know, it was pretty. It was a pretty movie. I, I was, it was lackluster for me, but I didn't come out of it angry, which was half of what I expected, actually. You expected to come out of it angry, which for you in a J.J. Abrams movie is a huge win. <laughs> it truly is. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much all of our non-spoilery bits because we only do spoiler reviews because I suck at not putting in spoilers. And I know you also hate rankings, but uh, I think Force Awakens is probably my favorite out of this trilogy. Uh, yours is probably, what, Last Jedi? I like Last Jedi. Yeah. I like it too. I think this one's probably in third place for both of us. Yeah. Because, like... I don't know. No. Unless you... Okay. No. So, like, the thing about it is, Force Awakens, the way that J.J. Abrams does established franchise movies makes sense because the the point of force awakens was to reignite all of the passion and all of the nostalgia to get people excited for a new trilogy that has you know for a franchise that hasn't had a movie in however many years yeah and so like that makes sense a lot of how that movie was structured which was pretty much like a new hope makes sense and then you get to the last jedi which i really liked because it subverts a lot of like expectation of what this franchise was which i think is kind of what this franchise this franchise needed in like the new wave of cinema oh we got plot for us now like crazy like may the plot be with you Mm -hmm. because there are things that they do in the force in these three movies that are just like okay i guess we can do that now Mm. and i would like uh your opinion as we get to it, about uh, required watching for some things. Because mm-hmm. I'm curious about it. But, yeah, I feel like The Force Awakens worked how it was structured. I liked the direction it took in The Last Jedi because it felt like there were stakes. It felt like characters had more to them than the standard I will archetype. say, it does, Last Jedi does have probably my favorite mo- moment and probably any Star Wars movie. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert for Last Jedi, which hopefully you've seen if you're going to see this one. Uh, or if you're listening to a podcast about this one. Yeah. The silence as like it just rockets, like hyperspeed yeah. jumps through the Star Destroyer. Mwah. So cool. So amazing. Like just dead silence in the theater because everyone's just like silently going. Ugh. What? Yeah. I... I knew you were going to say that part, but I kind of had a half of a thought of you going when Luke brushes off his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We don't need to go back there. (laughs) Although that was great. That was great. Um, And I I like it. I think it's, I think they probably go in order for me. Like I think Last Jedi is probably my second favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, like overall, like I enjoyed this trilogy and I like a lot of the characters that were introduced uh, but we'll get into stuff more about this specific thing. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what they do. They said they're taking a break from the movies. They're going to do a little bit of restructuring. Hopefully that means they find their Kevin Feige for the Star Wars thing. And hopefully, and hopefully it's, it's not... John Favreau. Or not J.J. Abrams. Yeah. And I, I'm somebody who enjoys J.J. Abrams stuff. You and I have 
like polar opposite opinions on him for the most part. Uh, my opinion of him is the same as my opinion of Ryan Murphy. You got ideas, you can start something, and you have no idea how to do endings. Well, it was clear that there was never the meeting of how this is going to end up. No. Uh, but anyway, that being said, I still would, yeah, I agree. I would not want J.J. Abrams to do it. I personally really like the direction that they're going currently in The Mandalorian. Yes. And that's a that's a direction I could see. Yes, but we are not talking about The Mandalorian today. We, no, we'll but probably, perhaps we will. Perhaps, maybe, next week. Mayhaps. Mayhap. 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 Mudkip. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Very good. So, this yes. it concludes the non-spoilery portions of this podcast. A.K.A. Thank the you. short part. <laughs> Thank you for your eight minutes and 40 seconds. Great. <laughs> Welcome to the spoiler portion. Spoilers. 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 Mark. Spoilers. Mark. <laughs> That's my spoiler hunk. Not kitty. No. No, we're going to the spoiler part, kitty. You cannot hide in the box. In the non-spoilery box. <laughs> okay. Unfazed kitty is unfazed. <laughs> All right. So, diving into it, what did you really like? about it uh so i liked uh bye so i liked first and foremost poe whereas i didn't like him as much in the last movie yes but 100 percent agreed but to his credit in that movie i could see where his mind was going i could see his character choices yes and i just happened to disagree with them completely yes and it's like the guy means well, but he goofed. So yes, one of the things I liked about this movie was Poe. I agree. Uh, I spent last movie being like, you need to calm your everything and like listen to the people who know how to do stuff. And it seemed like in the interim, he listened to people and learned how to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I liked was Finn got way more to do in this one. Yes. And actually was like part of the story and not the side quest that had no relevance to the rest of the plot which still has no relevance to the rest of the plot and i don't know if there was a plan for like the fact that there were all these rich people who don't who get rich off of war profiteering and all that had a point later on yeah i know like the thing with the end with last jedi with the kids it was just supposed to like spark the hope mm -hmm. and i don't think that wasn't meant to be revisited but just more of like a look yeah. We're inspiring the next generation and that sort of thing. No, that's Star Trek. That's what I said. Star Wars The Next Generation. <laughs> Captain Poe Dameron of the USS Enterprise. <laughs> See? I got it. I would read that fiction. <laughs> uh, yes, Poe loses all of his hair and becomes British. I mean, he could be the young version. He could be the a meld of Jean-Luc Picard and Kirk. He seems more like Kirk, but... Anyway. This side quest yes. needs to end. <laughs> <laughs> Much uh, like that half hour of the movie. Anyway, uh, I liked Finn more in this movie, and I've always liked Rey. Yes. She's my favorite character of this new, new set of characters. Yeah. Like, she's consistently likable. Yes. And consistently someone to root for. Uh, and I dismiss any and all things from The Force Awakens. She was a Mary Sue. Hey, guess what? 
Some people is born with extra force. Also, guess what? Then so was Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Because he did the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not the argument for today. Right. That argument's been done and done and done. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of Rey, mm-hmm. uh, one possible explanation was given to why she's like so powerful right away. Yep. Uh, she related to a shrivelly old crinkle sack. Mr. Palpitations. Mr. Palpitations himself. <laughs> On life support. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they don't mess around. No. And they're like instantly, in the opening crawl, the first word is death it speaks. In the form of an old man. Yeah, I... Let's keep going on what we like. Like, yeah. I liked Ray being related to Palpatine and it all being about, like, choosing your legacy and all of that, which is kind of like what Luke did, but Luke got to have the the culmination of his dad kind of seeing the light and he wasn't like redeemed, but he like understood what he did was wrong. Yeah. And was able to make that one last moment of like, okay, this doesn't redeem me, but, but it saves you. This is the least I can do. Yes. And it keeps you alive. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I liked, all, I like that Ray just says no. Do you know what I mean? Like Luke yeah. keeps the Skywalker name, which is the name from his dad. Yeah. And Ray's like, no, you're not, my person. Hello? SOS? Kitty in a box? I have no idea if the microphone picks that up, but alas. And Kitty has been rescued. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, things other, you like about Ray? Things I, I liked Ray, like, I like the story of, you know, having to accept who you are and becoming better than it. And so I liked her journey through all of this. I have issues with the way it was set up a lot, but I appreciate that. And I appreciate that her mother in the flashbacks is played by the lady from Killing Eve. She's played by Villanelle. And I love her. And she's going to be in so many movies now, apparently. But anyway, that was a really good thing. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing some of the fan service moments, like some of the callbacks to the old movies that ended up in this like, you know, finding someone on board a Stormtrooper ship and that whole sequence, which is very reminiscent of when they get Leia. And just, like, a bunch of little things I enjoyed. Um, the... <laughs> there's a lot I liked. I think... It's easier to talk about the stuff I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I, I liked a lot of the, the lightsaber fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really were well cool done. cool and, you know, it... I could see the effort to try some different stuff, like choreography-wise. Yes. And that's something that I always appreciate. Uh, it was like Kylo and Ray had some of their best fights in this one. I also appreciated Ray's compassion. Yeah. Like, she was out to, like, defend and fight, but she's still a good person inside, and she knows it. Yeah, and I, I like that she's... I actually like that there was no question of whether or not she was going to the dark side. Yeah. It's like, no, she's not. No. It's just not. It would be the ultimate betrayal of character if she even, like, tipped over that way a little bit. No, and the only time there's, like, the hint that she might is when she's being forced. Like, her friends or herself. Mm -hmm. And then 
you know, other things happen. But I I like that she has all these flaws, but the flaws don't make her a bad person. And she feels guilty and she feels all the things for when she does something that impacts others, whereas other people don't. (laughs) (laughs) She feels the right things. Yes. And the... At the right moment. She responds correctly to pretty much everything. Yes. And so that was really good. It was weird to see Dominic Monaghan just pop up. Oh, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say on, like, the part you really like? The music was really good. Yeah. I, the music and the work-ins of, like, the other themes. Yeah, there was it. one part where, like, there was, like, a, a sharp raise in the music when the lightning struck. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a little thing, but I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, visually, I liked a lot of it. I liked the part with the water because I think visually that was really cool. Yeah. And I think a lot of the space battles looked really great. And I liked the moment with Finn and the other the other rebelled stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, that defected. I liked that part a lot, despite the fact that later on I was like, "How are you alive?" Yeah. <laughs> but I liked those. I liked Dio. Dio was a cool. Was cool. I liked him much more than Boba Fett, Boba Fett, whatever Boba Fleck. Blank slate. Yes. <laughs> The little guy that they tried to make really cute. And I bet he was going to have some toys. Yeah. And he was cute. And I liked him. He was funny when he giggled. Yeah. But it was just like a... It was just your typical cute stuff. Yeah. It's no Baby Yoda, but still cute. Yeah. Still cute, but... Yeah. Not cute enough. Yeah. I I, I liked the droid more. Yeah, same. I, li- uh, I liked that he was like, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, there, you know, there's still, still some humor and stuff to mm-hmm. it. Um, I mean, it felt like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely felt more like one. Whereas the last movie, The Last Jedi, was trying to challenge what that meant yep. to be a Star Wars movie. And I and, can appreciate that. Yep. This one is this more one like is, a traditional... I mean, it. are we moving on to what we don't like? Because I'm just trying to not crowd uh, what we I do like. If, if there's anything to, oh yes i need to find out who who played them because i'm sure it's somebody but this two the two stormtroopers that get mind force yeah they get jedi mind tricks like hey guys <laughs> welcome yeah <laughs> so fun. glad you're here yeah that was funny uh, uh that i was... mean force jedi mind tricks are always funny yeah particularly like the uh jb 007 stormtrooper uh-huh. and force awakens <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was good parts to this movie. Like, I enjoyed also the flashback to Leia and Luke training. I thought that was cool. Even though it looks like that little kind of too plastic. Yeah, they were a little too CGI. But yeah. I mean, what can you do? But what can you do? Those people are not that young anymore. And those scenes were never filmed. Though they should have been. That should have been a movie. Um, I mean, I think there was, like, some version of that in, like, those the books that they wrote. Yeah. The ones that or, aren't canon anymore? Yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did enjoy that, like, that part. And getting to see more of that. And, like, the, the slight expansion onto Leia's Force abilities. And that she was training Rey. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Something interesting... Uh, like that's never really stated, but there's this weird thing with Star Wars 
where if someone is holding their lightsaber backwards, mm-hmm. like sort of a uh, like a dagger, like yeah. ready to stab kind of a thing, it's considered evil, and it's like only villainous characters do that. Yeah. But there's a point where Ray switches to it just to win. Yeah. And it's just like, I it's a small thing, and you know it's kind of a deeper cut, but it's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Like traditional or non traditional, like go fight win. <laughs> like it was just a really subtle thing, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, Ray don't care. <laughs> She's gonna fight how she needs to fight to win. Like, honey, Ray don't care. <laughs> um, I I also did enjoy the whole I am all the Jedi. Um, that was cool. That was cool. I'm I'm gonna have some comments about mirroring other movies in our next section, but yes. Yeah, like so like overall, like it, it, it wasn't bad. It it wasn't it just, like for as much as there is probably more, I can say to what I didn't like. I'm fine with it as a movie. Like, uh, but I think partly that's because I checked out some of my investment early on. Mm-hmm. I.e., I the I first literally movie. watched you check out. Oh, and yeah? I think I know what moment that was. Oh, yeah. Are we... Okay, let's transition. Yeah, we are a little bit. Uh, I'm guessing the transporter explosion, the lightning explosion. Which one? Where there's the tug of war on the shippy ship. Oh, yeah. No. That seemed to be kind of where you were you were out. Yeah. So there's a tug of war on a ship, and you think Chewbacca is dead. And I was just about to Google... Does Chewbacca die? Because <laughs> you know Leia's gonna die. And they killed Luke. And they killed Han. Yeah. And I'm just like, you cannot kill everybody from your original series. And I just like went, no. Like, I I can't care what's happening. It turned out to be fine. Yeah. But like... But it... And I would have been more okay with it if that ended up happening. Uh... If I wasn't laughing, like, three seconds before that happened. Oh, at, there's at like, the tug of war? Yeah, there's, like, an explosion because lightning comes out of her fingertips. Yep. And it causes the transporter to get destroyed, which we think has Chewie in it. Yes. Uh, which, there was no other transporter there. Yeah. The F. There was no other trans... The... Mm. Uh, Make your point. I, yeah, no, I just feel like whoever was driving that transporter was like, good thing I decided to hide behind this rock right <laughs> Just, so like they see chewy get loaded into this transporter they see it take off there was no trick of other transporters <laughs> like the part of what gets me in some things that happen in this movie are like it, it very obviously could not have happened that way there was one transporter ship that they loaded chewy on they watched it with their own eyes that ship raised to the sky and Ray tried to fight, like, to get it. Like, I don't understand. And then... I think what you're looking at here is a classic switch row. Maybe. But then also, we we see this planet blow up that all these old, like, rebellious stormtroopers were on. And they look at the planet, sadly, and it's just Finn and Poe going like, oh my god, this planet's gone. And then... 15, 20 minutes later, you find out, oh, no, the people that are on that planet weren't dead. It's not sad. 
See, uh, I think you're forgetting something. See, they they were named characters, so they get to live. Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> they were characters from this trilogy, so they get to live. Ben Solo. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I stand by this. Kylo Ren's best contribution to this movie and any movie in this franchise. Al. <laughs> <laughs> I, I second that. Yes. I second that, Al. Yes. So, okay, let's go into more of the things that we think weren't the best. Uh, uh, I do... Raylo, no. I... Spoiler alert for anyone who's listening to this who really likes Raylo. I'm not going to say nice things about it. I think people can ship where they want to ship. I'm not going to say nice things. I was just going to say that I thought it was funny that Ray pulled a total Team Sonic Racing for everybody else. Because mean? in Team Sonic Racing, whoever on your team is the the furthest in the front of the line, like who's first or whatever, leaves behind a little trail that you can follow and yeah. like shows where they went. I mean, in that, if you stay on it, it gives you a little speed boost. But I, I thought it was funny that she left like a little trail for them to follow behind. It's like, okay, follow my ship. I will take you to the planet that cannot be found. Look, we found it. Also, I should mention that uh, one of the writers for this was the one of the writers for uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. All of them, or which ones? Uh, the the first few. So at least I think one through four. Mm. Maybe the fifth one. Anyway, dude must really like islands that cannot be found, places that cannot be found except by those who already know where it is. <laughs> Didn't realize that was a, a running thing, but apparently it is. Yeah. Uh, Palpatine's creepy. Just, like, so creepy. Like, yeah. There were a few mo- moments that, like, made me jump. Like, and I, I like that there's some creep show factor in it. Right? He's, he's just so gross. Like, uh, like... He looks like he's like a melted wax figure, and I don't like it. I mean, yeah. Part of it, he was probably like, strike me down so I don't have to look like this anymore. And I can be a pretty, pretty girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let me suck your life for so I can be a pretty, pretty girl. Yes. Uh, so some things that I didn't like. I don't like Raylo as a ship because it's a toxic relationship, and he is every inch like an abusive person in a relationship like emotionally abusive physically abusive he tries to isolate her he tortures her mind he tries to kill all of her friends he does kill some of her friends some of which are his parents he's the reason that you know leia dies he's the reason that luke dies (laughs) he kills han solo and like everyone everyone is trying to help him and he's too woe is me to do anything it's not like ray who like you know people are trying to help her and she like she accepts help and she works with them but sometimes she feels driven to like do the thing that she knows she needs to do for the greater good his version of that involves killing planets and killing innocent people hers is I need to go run off for a few minutes you know (laughs) I need to do I need to go train I need to go do Jedi stuff yeah uh, or, although there was one thing that like Kylo Ren can be a manipulator, he can be a liar, he can be all those things, a murderer, all of it. But there is one true thing that he said, and we have talked about this, you and I. Yes. Uh, you and them? <laughs> yes. Myself and all the podcast listeners. Yes. And not you. Now, he, 
when he's talking to his memory of his father. Yep. He he's like, "Be Ben again," and he says, "It's too late." Yeah. And I'm like, "Boy, you are right about that." Yep. When you kill off like so many original trilogy characters, including and your parents Dern. and Laura Dern, then yeah, there ain't no coming back from that. No. I don't care if you put on a triple X size shirt. <laughs> I don't care if you found the one giant clearance shirt from Hot Topic. And, <laughs> but no. And it like I I I he's not redeemed. If the Kylo Ren from like the last ten minutes where he's like silly, like he is very silly in the last ten minutes when he's being all Ben Solo, which Here's the thing. The difference between Kylo Ren and Ben Solo is a name. Yeah. Not anything else. Like, he was not mind-controlled. He was not under, like, any influence that made him not have a choice. So his entire demeanor, his everything, was that. He became a different person in a non, like, connected way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense, the change of his character in that last bit. It wasn't earned. It wasn't, like, explained. And it's like, he's the same person. He doesn't suddenly get a sense of humor. He doesn't suddenly, you know... And I don't... I still don't completely think that, like... Oh, Luke sensed that he was going to be this great evil. And thought about killing him and almost did. And therefore, he is now evil and becomes that evil that Luke was afraid of. It's like... Nah. Like, he... He did do all those things, and he did worse. Yes. And he he did all the things that Luke was afraid of. So, yeah. It's like the trying to kill Thanos in his crib kind of a thing. Yeah. A little bit, but... Speaking of Thanos... Oh, yeah. You mean, are you, you want to talk about how, like, the last 30 minutes of this movie was straight up ripped from Endgame? Yeah, which is why, like, as much as I enjoy the I Am All the Jedi... I am all the Sith, I am all the Jedi, is I am inevitable, I am Iron Man. Yeah. (laughs) It's legitimately that same moment. And the on your left. Yes. Where uh, a a minor black character comes in. Yes, a flying minor black character. Yes, comes in with backup. Yes, and a a quick witty line in your ear piece. Yeah. Like... Brings back all the friends. At least in Endgame, we knew who all those people were. Yes. They never say who these friends are. We don't know where all these people come from. And they get they're supposed to be the quote unquote the people. people. But <laughs> the people's choice. But you're not established. you didn't establish enough of like where they spread this message. Like we see the one we see Carrie Russell, who is new to this movie. We see like no one else who was established as like influenced by this like if they had taken the time to get like show them spreading this message to other worlds and other people and inspiring them and then they come that would make sense yeah this is a bunch of randos or like even if there was something in like the beginning of the movie some or randos just some point with Lando. Early. <laughs> hey well done you get a audible high five Thanks. <laughs> uh if someone had been like Poe or someone was yeah. like, uh, he does say like we tried last that battle of crate. We asked for help, uh, and like Gondor called for aid, but the Rohan Rohirrim yeah. didn't show up. Uh, if he had done something like that, he's like, 
I'm sending out a message. No one's going to get this or care, but I have to do it. Yeah. Like anything to that effect. It doesn't have to be exactly. If there was just some sort of thing of like, I reached out to people. Yeah. Even if it was something that he did in The I, Last Jedi. But like, you should have seen And space connect- traffic was bad. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, like, so like they have the one thing of him being like, you know, we need to put out a thing. We don't see him do it. His only speech comes from somebody else. Like, his words are not his own motivation. And we don't see him make connection with anyone. Like, we saw, like, Gondor calls for aid. We saw Aragorn make the connection with, like, the people of Rohan. Right. Yeah, he's like, look for me on the light of the third day, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that's what, what the it's line is. Bit, yeah. So it's like, it's, it, it is earned because they said it was going to happen. Yeah. It's set up. And it's a choice for the people whether or not they answer. But we don't get that setup. Like, there's no thing with Carrie Russell, like, I'm going to call for your help again. There's no thing about, like, spread the word of the resistance. Yeah. Like, like they don't try to plant the seeds of it's it. It's like, you, you, like, you and I go way back. You have to know some people that can help us. Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. Not a... There's just all she says is, there's always people. That's all well and good. These people don't know what's going on. Like, they don't... If you don't show us... Because they're on a planet that no one knows about or can't find. And how did they find it? By Ray's digital string. Apparently. <laughs> Her digital uh, breadcrumb trail. But yeah, so that was weird. And like that just felt like a repetition of they were like, this worked in Endgame, so let's do it here. And it didn't feel earned. And so that was that. Uh... I don't understand some of the force powers that come in this. And I don't like, like, it's weird to me that they, like, last episode of The Mandalorian, spoiler alert for The Mandalorian, they established with Baby Yoda that force powers can heal people in a way Which that... Which has kind of been a, a, a slightly been a thing, never really, like, addressed. Like, there was... And not, like, a bring you back from the dead. Yeah. And so they established that there. I think to reinforce... That it's the big thing of this whole movie. So, here's the thing. And I'll probably make a post about it because I just wanted to know. Uh, how did they get their four slots back without taking a long rest? Because <laughs> <laughs> they use a lot of force and there was no long rest in any point in this movie. So, I wonder how, many, how they got their four slots back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it comes to the final battle, it's Palpatine takes, ha- like, two-thirds. They have a third left. Rey uses all hers up to fight. And then Kylo's like, I give you mine. And it goes poof. Kind of like a spare the dying at the cost of my own life. Yeah. Kind of thing. And the thing about it is, like, I I don't understand the romance. Like, I can understand the connection that they feel. Yeah, like, because, like... Because of the connection between Palpatine and Vader, it's like been passed down this literal connection through the Force. Yes. Because there was a connection under- between two characters that were so strong within the Force yes. that that connection is kind of that knot between the in the Force is still there. Like, but I that's get that. not how they say it. They say you're just two special people who we haven't seen this kind of like bond and whatever. I'm like. The thing is, the bond doesn't read if one of them sucks. <laughs> sucks and is an abuser. Like I don't care how much you like 
Kylo Ren. He does things that are part of unhealthy relationships. Here's the thing that I found out. And also out. just bad people. I found out, confirmed by J.J. Abrams himself, when Finn was like, Ray, I need to tell you something, and just never does, and then they make like a little gag out of that. Uh, he was apparently trying to tell her that he's Force-sensitive, which you can kind of get whenever he keeps saying yeah. he has a feeling, he has a feeling. And so I think that's pretty cool that he is Force-sensitive, and that's something like if they explore the characters yeah. later, could could develop and everything. But it's like... If you want to talk about two people that have a connection, why don't you go with Finn and Ray, who have, like, we're going there, so go with the power of friendship. Like, right? they have a better bond than Kylo and, and Ray do. Exactly. It's like, I understand Ray's, like, like, the connection. Like, I understand why she has trouble... Actually, no. Like, it, it's really isn't like, I don't understand why she keeps giving him chances. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's, like, trying to do the right thing and, like, the old superhero adage of, like, I won't let people die, which is, like, why Batman well, never kills the Joker. Or, and like, that's that fine. Of- like, that's not even what I mean. I mean, like, she keeps giving him things. and it, But it's also, like, she tells him no. And he doesn't respect no. He She tells him all these things and he just tries to isolate her and make her feel bad and make her feel forced into doing what he wants to do, which is what serial abusers do. And I just... Until he talks to his mom, except not really. No. Until his mom takes a nap. And dies. Then he's like, wait, you mean killing is not good? But it's, it's like, I... I don't uh, understand. All these people keep trying for you, and you're like, no one cares about me. And no one understands me. It's like, bro. Well, we have our little Romeo and Juliet moment where it's like, one wakes up, the other one dies. Uh, in this case, it goes poof. So, And thus, with a kiss, I die. Yes. So, after all the things that Ray did, and all the chances that she gave him, he still ghosted her. <laughs> he force ghosted her. Uh, he doesn't even get a force ghost. I mean... He just poof. Like She she kissy poofed him. <laughs> and, I love kissy poof. And then, here, I stand corrected. Poof. The other best thing that Kylo Ren did for this whole series was <laughs> die. Be- in a very creepy way. Like, that whole scene oh. was very creepy. Well, when he was, like, trying to pick up her lifeless body, there was one point it just looked like... He was about to start dry humping her. Yeah. It, just it was very was awkward. Very weird. Yeah. And that was completely unintentional. It was just very awkward. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, that scene where, like, he's running to go help her fight and she's doing all this stuff. As as a separate thing, that scene was cool. Yeah. If it had been two other characters or just, like, Ray and someone else that was not him, I would have, like, said that was probably, like, my favorite sequence of scenes. Yeah. Like Finn. Yeah, like if it was Finn or if it was Poe and Finn. Because that's Finn's whole thing this movie, since he gets to do stuff this movie, is he's trying to keep his friends alive and together. Yeah. And that is like his driving thing is, like he's pretty much like, I I care about rising up. I care about like the greater good. I care about all these things. But at the end of the day, I want to, I care about my friends and I am, cons- like, they are always my top priority. Mm-hmm. 
So if somehow Finn ended up there and was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here to help. Yeah. And then she was like, because he holds the lightsaber at another point in the movie, yeah. just like he does, he does it in Force Awakens. Yeah. Like, he's held a lightsaber before, so if she, like, force Amazon primed him the lightsaber and was like, yay, we're going to do this together, that would be cool, too. Yeah, and I just, like, the the, the thing that gets me about those scenes, because, like, they're good scenes, is, like, the connection that they have doesn't feel earned, because he, the choice he's making is... He's not doing the choice for the right reasons. And he's the, not doing it. It doesn't feel natural for the character. That the he other thing, all of that aside, is that we already tried this mm-hmm. in the second movie with the throne room. Yep. Which, that was one of the coolest scenes in that movie. Like, as far as visuals and everything, it was super cool. But then he ends up denying it and turning it all down and making it all worthless again. And all about him. Yeah. And I get, like, it's his one time to be selfless and whatever, but it doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you deserving of her love and a kiss. Like, sorry, weepy white boy. You don't get, the girl is not your prize and you don't deserve anything. Here, try again. This time, don't kill anybody, especially not your parents and your uncle. Then we'll talk. Yep. And but until then, you kissy poofed. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like I, I just don't like him. And so, like the fact that Leia dies for him also, and the and like the thing that like I'm I'm happy to see Han Solo like anytime. I because I love Harrison Ford and I love Han Solo, but he's a memory. And so like the Han Solo that we know, like he tried for this kid, and he would just be like. I, like, I can't see him being... I just... If if Han Solo managed to somehow be a Force ghost, he would be like, I am livid with you right now. <laughs> Go to your Go room. room. That was magic. <laughs> Too bad I got the first. Oh, no. But, yeah. So, like, it, that, that scene with Han Solo reads really weird to me. Yeah, it was just... Like, that, like, the, like there was a couple things that just felt so forced. Like, that felt forced... The Force Ghost felt forced with Luke. Oh my god, yeah. It's funny. I enjoyed the one with him and Leia at the end. Yeah, I did too. But uh, something else that we talked about is that it's funny because Mark Hamill was very, I don't want to say resistant, because he wasn't resistant to The Last Jedi and how Luke was written. He was just like, that's not what I would have done at all. But guess what? I'm an actor. I get paid to do this job. And so I'm going to do my job and I'm going to do my best to uh, make the words that I am given believable. And that being said, like, The Last Jedi was his movie, and he... He did a great it, he job. He was so good in that movie. And in this one, he just felt so forced. Yeah. Pun... Whatever. Pun is there. <laughs> uh, he was... It, it was just so forced out of him, and it's just like, I haven't... It's almost as forced as the Ghostbusters reboot with Dan Aykroyd's appearance. <laughs> That is that's that will forever be the most forced line I've ever seen in my life, uh, but just like he's just like I don't think uh, yeah he like, did not that the poor Mark <laughs> the poor like ham-fisted way that everyone keeps asking Ray what her last name is like it was so forced none of it felt natural none Ray who yes shrink Ray <laughs> freeze Ray what was the one you said. Oh, death, death. What's your name? Death. 
death Definitely. ray. <laughs> ray, death ray. She holds up her lightsabers and a cross. X-ray. <laughs> start the X-ray people. <laughs> but like none of that felt natural. The I I love seeing Lando cuz I love Lando. But his scene with Poe felt so forced and so, like, just thrown in there to be motivational. Yeah, he didn't, besides bringing the strangers at the end, didn't really have a relevance to the plot. And it just, he was just there because they wanted to bring him back. He should have been there in the scene where they lay Leia down to die. Like, he should have been able to be there for that rather than too late, which is what it seems like, you know? Mm. Like, he, he appears after. And that's... Fine, but like he in the time frame could have gotten there in Star Wars Timeland. But anyway, I didn't like how Palpatine was just like introduced as like the main thing in the opening credits. There was yeah. no setup for it anywhere else. Yeah. Like nothing. Our setup was the trailer. And that's not a setup. That's not a narrative. You cannot rely on your trailer with the laugh to be like, this is how we're just letting you know that Palpatine's coming here. So when you come to this movie, you think that you know Palpatine is there. So when we say that he's there, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, we knew that. And it, the opening crawl should have been about something else and not Kylo's going for Palpatine. It's like, you could just set it up. I know like they have to like set the scene and everything, but that like they don't have to say it that way. It could have just been like uh, Kylo has sensed something that's threatening his power and he goes to seek it out. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it... The narrative crawl usually is like, this is what's happened in the interim, but it's never giving you the full scope of what the movie's going to be about. And that's what this one did. And it was Yeah, it's weird. very... It felt so weird. It's just like a, a, a tarp, like a blanket over everything, just to, like an overarching thing of this is where we are. It yeah. sets the scene well, versus just like... Here's the plot things that are about to happen right now. Because we didn't have time in our other movies to set any Easter eggs or any, like, hints. One of the reviews that I was was watching said that it, and it, it's totally right, like, it spends the first 45 minutes or so trying to get J.J. Abrams' second movie that he wanted crammed in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, it, it definitely, you could definitely see through the cracks and see, like, this was not plan from beginning to end yep or at least not discuss with there wasn't like a finite discre- discussion of like these are the through lines mm-hmm. or like hey ryan if you're gonna do the second movie uh these are the things you have to hit yep like these are the things these are the few things that need to happen in order to get us to where we need to be at the end mm-hmm. there wasn't that at all no and so like when whenever they decided that this is what they wanted to do for this movie they had no nothing left for like they had no way of setting it up except for putting the thing and just hoping people were going to be okay with it and it's stupid and it was just weird that the whole second movie which ended up being the longest star wars movie of all time was essentially a bottle episode it's like all in one spot for the most like yeah. it it starts with that battle and then them running out of fuel and not being able to, to hyperspace jump to like the final stand like it's all in the span it's almost as if the movie is happening in real time yeah. 
Not exactly, but pretty close. Whereas this one goes, like, Star Wars is notorious for, like, big time jumps. Like, and weird transitions. Like, their transitions between scenes just tell you to, you know, go with the flow. That's how it's always been. But there's just so many. You're jumping around to so many different places with, like, no through line. Like how Poe does in the beginning and Lightspeed skips. <laughs> yes. Which, sure. Or, like, plot Lightspeed cuts corners. <laughs> the jump cuts were not right with this one. It, it did not work. You need to go back to your YouTube editing school. But it... 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 It missed a lot, but I wasn't... Including no lens flares. Where are the J.J. Abrams lens flares? They were only there for the introduction to the throne. Mm, I missed it. That was the one. The <laughs> one lens flare. Well, because I think J.J. Abrams had a lens flare addiction that we saw in the Star Trek movies and then had to go to rehab for them. <laughs> and now he's allowed like two lens flares per <laughs> franchise. <laughs> but, yeah, I... And I think the other thing that I've seen said about this is that it, it's a cap for the Skywalker saga. It's not a cap for this trilogy. And so I feel like for this trilogy and like the characters in this trilogy, I'm let down. Because we don't get enough time with them to give them like a full arc. Yeah. As much as like they care about each other and I, I believe that they care about each other, they don't spend a lot of time together. At least... Not over the course of the three movies. No, and we're supposed to believe like they are the best of friends. Yeah. And it's like, we should kind of see you do that. Yeah. And we see more of that in the original trilogy when they spend time together. We see more of that in the prequel trilogy with Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah, because, I mean, they're around each other a lot. Yeah, but like, we get to see them get invested in their relationships. Yeah. And like, see that and we get to, like, I, I don't know, I feel like like, I wish... I feel like Finn was supposed to get to do more things and then just didn't. Well, there is one thing we have to talk about really quickly is... Sure. Uh, speaking of characters that didn't get to do anything and oh, things yeah. from The Last Jedi that did not carry over, <laughs> poor Kelly Marie Tran, man. God, she yes. has been shafted twice by the Star Wars world. Yeah. Yeah, she has. It was like, with all of the... The social media things that just was totally awful. She is rewarded with that by like no screen time, no like no plot. The only no plot. Her lines could have been given to anyone. Uh, and like she got JJ Abrams' friends, like Dominic Monty, and he's just there to hang out and does so many lines. Yeah, like, and that's totally fine. Like, I like him. He's cool. Uh, nice guy. But, but we don't even get a name for him. No, we don't get a name for him, and the only reason why we have a name for Rose is because she had one in the second one. Right. The, and the only, like, thing where, like, she literally crashed into Finn to save his life, and there was a romance there. The only thing they got in this was he put his hand on her shoulder at one point. Yep. As he rushed off to be with his friends. And then, like, the Victor thing at the end was the three of them hugging it out. She is nowhere to be found. Though, they, it, what's, what was funny to me, and we both had this moment when the ending scene where everyone's hugging each other and doing all this stuff, and Chewie gets his medal, finally. Cool. Good cool. for you, bro. Good for you, bro. That was 1%, 100%. The thing like, was like, how did she get that? Right? How'd she get a medal? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But you have the moment of like 
Finn and like Finn and Poe hugging after you see the reunion between like two other people who like kiss and but they have a total no homo moment and then you cut to these two ladies you know re like reuniting and kissing and then they cut back to Finn and, and they, Poe, they get a little close and they get a little close it looks like they're gonna do something and then it's nope but let me go forget. romance Carrie Russell yeah don't forget he yeah he's like hey you wanna like see and she's like nah. no he's like all right yeah he's like <laughs> i'll try again later <laughs> and so that was really weird to me it's like okay you throw in a kiss scene between a homosexual couple to be like look we care about the lgbt plus which is you know that's its own thing but but then also like this the shit that you all like not that i think a show has to serve fan ships i don't believe so that's what fandom is for and like the one that they did in this movie was not good. No, and it's it's that thing that like, uh, I don't know. I yeah, I I think that the way they handled how people like Finn and Poe as a couple is weird. <laughs> but the point is, is like, it, it, that was like the biggest. And then Raylo's and no no ignorance like things that was ig- things that were ignored from the Last Jedi was. All of Rose, yep. who was supposed to be like the person who believes in hope and like yep. you know represents kind of us as Star Wars fans. Yeah, you know that was kind of her her place in Last Jedi. Was like she's like us. Yes, and then she just gets some like expositional lines here and there, and has like no interaction with Finn, who no. they they gave they gave Poe. His old flame, so he has something, you know, somewhat of a love interest. No, they give Finn this new girl. Yeah. Who then goes and talks to Lando and's gonna go away. They're like, it, did it, okay, I just gotta say it. Does it feel weird that it's like, oh, you're black, here's another black lady. Yeah. Why don't you two, like, be in love, maybe? Yeah. And also, wait, you're a black lady, why don't you go to the black guy and, like, go on your own adventure? And it's like... Why, why are we separating them like that? Did you find that weird? It I found it very weird. weird. It was just very... Also, Lando's, like, turned to her and being like, what's your story? Yeah. Who are you? Let's I find out. Know. Yeah. And the, the, my spinoff movie that they talked to me about. <laughs> yep. It, it was weird. It was very forced. And, like, there was just... There were a lot of moments of, like, things being forced to fit the structure and like lines thrown in and all of that that just felt weird and so overall i'm just like this movie's fine like it doesn't rekindle any love i have for star wars though the disney plus is doing a great job of that so uh spoiler for that when we talk about the mandalorian it will be much more upbeat and much more happy and positive things to say about it probably I mean, I, we, there's still one episode left. And with the way that Star Wars does things, sometimes they make choices. But I like John Favreau. Yeah. Like, I like the way he directs things and writes things and does that. Like, at least, like, Iron Man was my favorite of the Marvel series for a reason. And one of those was John Favreau's, like, influence on yeah. doing all that. So... Yeah, I would be fine if he took over the helm for Star Wars. At least he knows how to do character development. Because he already had a vision. And he already could see 
where he wanted the character of Tony Stark to go. Yeah. And so I can, you can very much tell that in The Mandalorian, he has an idea of where he wants this character to go. Uh-huh. Uh, and... And I look forward to the Obi-Wan show. Yeah, me too. Uh, I But I think for, for these movies, there was some of an idea. I think J.J. had his idea of where he wanted things to go, but Ryan had his own ideas. And, and neither the two and shall no meet. One, yeah, and like they are completely opposite filmmakers, mm-hmm. and no one decided to try and like reel it in. It seems like they used part of Colin Trevorrow's story because he was originally supposed to do the third one, but then he backed down. He's like, nah, good. Uh, and but he still got like some story credit on it. Mm-hmm. So I am just like, you have like two and a half different ideas mm-hmm. and it's like you gotta meet you gotta connect them you have to have them meet and i think john favreau is a guy with the vision that has the ability to make those things connect and be a cohesive have a cohesive through line yep. so while still I, allowing the different people in charge of the different movies to have a good time yeah and like each episode that's directed by different people feels different but feels the same like it has its own each one has its own style but still is true to the characters and still has that that tonal consistency yeah uh where i I thought that was missing from this trilogy i agree like the first movie felt like you know the beginning of a star wars thing this next one felt like we were doing like the christopher nolan version of star wars and then like Dark and gritty Star Wars, and then this, then then the third one was just a jumbled mess, tone wise. Yeah, it couldn't tell if it was trying to be funny like Marvel, or if it was trying to like to have those funny moments and those serious moments and like that. Like the the that's actually more right. It felt like it was trying to mimic the tonal structure of a Marvel movie. Yeah, which is not the tonal structure of Star Wars. And here's what I another thing that I that well, I said last night reasons. is yeah. it seemed like JJ was trying to wrap everything up nicely in a bow, a neat little bow, but he forgot the wrapping paper. Yes. So it just ended up being this weird soup. This soup with a ribbon. <laughs> ribbon soup. <laughs> which Baby Yoda is currently sipping on and saying, I'm better than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. should you see Rise of Skywalker. I think you should definitely... I still would recommend it and should say, yes, you should see it if you've seen the other two. Yeah. Like, and... If you've invested the time already. And I still enjoy this trilogy overall more than the prequel trilogy, even though I actually like the prequel trilogy. Like, I got no beefs with it. Uh, Like, I don't crap all over it. Like I liked it. They were the first ones I ever saw. And so, like, you know... I think it's better than those, but, you know. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where I I think they had problems. I, I think the characters deserved better because they were interesting characters. The actors did a great job with these characters. But the, no one knew how to handle this trilogy. And it just so got... Maybe, maybe some... Uh, some of these little one-offs can, you know, kind of find their footing and help, you know, kind of 
figure some things out and you know maybe work its way back like they're still planning on doing ryan johnson still has his own trilogy mm-hmm. in his own time where he's like this is his thing it's his baby he's got his three movies to do what he wants and that's, in the star wars franchise yeah that's totally his thing to do uh even though so, if he if i was him i would feel right, rightfully miffed about the treatment that he got and his work got with this next movie i mean he he's you know Props to him for standing by it. He's just like, I don't care if you don't like it or not. I did my thing, and, and I'm proud of it, and that's what matters. So get over it. I'm challenging what it is to be a Star Wars movie. I'm trying to take this in new directions. You're either with me or you're not. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. And so now that he's going to have his own trilogy, it's going to be like, this is my own thing. This is complete from beginning to end. My whole vision the whole way through. And again, you can like it or you don't. I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. And so... Yeah, I, I, I respect that. I would that. like and to be in it. Yeah, I mean, I still, like, I still really enjoy Star Wars and, like, you know, it's such an interesting universe, uh, but... There's yeah. a lot of potential in that universe. And I think with this break, they're like, we're having, they're not, there's not going to be any movies for a while, like, we're, we're kind of, it seems like they're going to take some time off to really, like, re-examine Star Wars and like what they want to do with it and where they want to go with it and the correct answer is Knights of the Old Republic (laughs) (laughs) that is the best place to go anyway not Battlefront I mean Battlefront 2 on the PS2 was amazing depends on who you talk to the PS2 game and the original Xbox not the newer ones like the 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 first Battlefront 2 on the PlayStation 2 this is beyond my scope. I just know what I've learned. Yeah. It's probably talking about the more recent Battlefront 2. Not the one from like 2005. That game probably. is spectacular. Mm. Cool. I'll put up fisticuffs for that one. But there's no one to fight me because everyone likes that game. Also, I'm never fighting anyone about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nah. No. Star Trek. Come at me. But. You got fisticuffs and then two other arms that pop out of nowhere. <laughs> Indeed. Well, so, the point of this all is happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. Happy, I don't know when Hanukkah starts. It's Hanukkah. It'll time. be during that time, yeah. Merry all Christmas. Happy ha- Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Solstice. Happy. Happy Sleepy Kitty. Happy Sleepy Kitty. That's so cute. Um, we hope that you really enjoyed listening to our review on Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. More than we enjoyed the movie, Rise of Skywalker. And you know what? It's, with movies like this, it's totally your right to enjoy it to the fullest. And like, if you think it was a 10 out of 10, good for you. If you think it was a zero, negative one out of 10, good for you. You're allowed to feel however you want about these things. And no matter what, Star Wars movies evoke strong feelings from people who watch them. People feel Star Wars fans have opinions. Yep. And, you know, as long as you're not mean about it, which, if you're listening to us, hopefully you don't. Yep. uh, Your feelings and opinions are valid. Indeed. So, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We are so happy that you came to hang out with us on Talk Nerdy to Me Baby this week. We will be back again next week with, potentially, some more Star Wars Yep. In a slightly more chipper tone. Yeah. We have spoken. Uh, <laughs> yes, we. 
Uh, you can come talk to us all across the internet. I am A. Marie by the Sea everywhere, and you are. What am I? I am all the Case Crusader. <laughs> hey! I knew that sigh was coming. I'm we... force sensitive. You are sigh sensitive. <laughs> And thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate and review this podcast on wherever you can because it helps people find us and share it with someone who you know either really loved, really didn't like, or just saw this movie. <laughs> like, don't make us like the Sith planet and really hard to find. <laughs> and on that note, goodbye.